Kenzie always says recording for us. So I'm like, okay. All right. Hey, welcome to B-List Cryptids with Sarah Cooper, where I bring on some of my favorite creators in the cryptid community to talk about their favorite B-List baddies, underappreciated cryptids, and why we should put a little more respect on their name. I'm going to let my guests today introduce themselves. Hi, uh, I'm Adam Alderson, and I am the author of the as-yet-to-be-published uh, Creature Kids books. Um, and I am here to talk about uh, both of my daughter's favorite cryptid, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. So excited. Did you listen to the Cryptonaut two-parter on the Fresno Nightcrawlers? I have not yet. My podcast, uh, Two Listen List, is growing exponentially every I single understand. day. So I understand. So there's so many backed up. Yeah. Those two episodes happened to hit on like my days off, so I was able to binge them. But they, they I feel like they did the crawlers pretty good justice. Like they went into the evidence and, and all the people involved and the ridiculousness of like recording over that tape and everything. So I was like, okay, I thought they were gonna goof on him a little, so I was right. happy. So I think we're here for you to set the record straight about the night crawlers and put a well, little respect they... on their name. Definitely. Did did they happen to talk about the uh, Carmel, Ohio creature? No. Ah, oh, see, shoot. there we go. More. Okay, I'm excited. Went down a went down a rabbit hole online. <laughs> That's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> All right, so I'm just gonna jump into that one. Uh, so the Carmel, Ohio area creature. Um, this was a very interesting situation back in December of 2014. And the eyewitness was actually uh, a 60-year-old ex-Marine veteran. It was him and his really? wife. Yeah. And they were driving down a road in Carmel, Ohio, and they saw this seven-foot-tall, slender, uh, grayish-white creature. Uh, it's now known as just the Carmel Area Creature. Uh, but uh, I'll send you the, the link to where I got that information. Yeah, please. But, it is the way he describes it the way his wife described it was just like the fresno nightcrawler only about seven feet tall and a little bit duller but it was the exact same build uh no arms no real torso to speak of just uh, speak of just very long set of slightly glowing legs Ooh, did it have eyes they didn't see any eyes because uh, it was sort of walking across the road not I mean, directionally, how would you tell if it's looking at you or not without seeing Yeah, I seeing guess so. <laughs> There's no yeah. head, so you can't see which way it's turned. <laughs> right. But um, they, they couldn't tell if it was looking at them or not, but it was sort of walking across the road uh, down a ways in front of them. But they had a couple of trees nearby that they were able to tell uh, about the height of the creature. So, yeah, all the way out in Ohio. That's really interesting because they tend to kind of put the night crawlers into a very regionally specific thing you know they're like it's California and then like there was a few things like outside of Yosemite and then some people camping in Yosemite so I'm really excited right, that right. they made their way over to Ohio there's even some reports of there being a video uh, yet to be released of that in I think Poland really yeah that's, no, that's I'm going to let you know, I don't trust them very much because of that whole croissant in the tree debacle about a couple months ago. I'm just not trusting the, the Polish for eyewitness accounts at this time. That is fair, and I can understand <laughs> that. However, how much of a tizzy did America get in when somebody threw a pie tin in the air and snapped a couple of shots? 
Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is very true. Right. I mean, if the Fresno Nightcrawlers turn out to be some kind of Polish pastry, I won't be that mad. But, you know, I, who's got if this video? If there's a Polish pastry that size, I would have to be okay with that. I'll eat it, like, no problem. That sounds amazing. I'll eat any pastry, so that's, I'm fine with it. They need to get Even on like that. like a sentient pastry? Um, no, I guess if they're like the ones, like the little candy guys in Adventure Time, like I wouldn't eat them. <laughs> they make me so sad. But no, maybe not a sentient pastry. But So do you think the Nightcrawlers are sentient beings? Uh, I do think they're sentient. Um, however, and this is, this is where the, the nerd in me kind of uh, wrestles with itself. I don't know that I would classify them as cryptids per se. I think they're probably more of a um, an elemental uh, okay. status. Um, I think that they could be somewhat of a, a repeater, like an energy repeat, since they mm -hmm. seem to, to go in a very straight line. Um, but at the same time, they are more of like a like if you blindfolded a four-year-old and asked them to draw a person walking mm -hmm. that's what they would come up with like they haven't quite i don't think they're human spirits but they're definitely sort of like a, an amalgamated energy of sort of human characteristics that's that was a really good very nerdy i really like that, that. <laughs> no so there was a sighting I got really deep into Maryland cryptid lore and there was a sighting of these things called, and I talked about them a little bit on Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls. There's a sighting of these things called like the egg heads and they were these humanoid things with these giant eggy heads, like egg shaped heads that were spotted near this Purdue chicken plant on the Eastern shore of Maryland. Right. And they were spotted once by some teenagers, but then a lady who does paranormal tours down there gave an interview where she saw something very similar in the forest. And she said they were elementals and she's had all these experiences with them. And I was a little confused about why elementals would hang around a chicken plant, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. But I like the idea of something that's kind of humanoid looking being I, I like an unexplainable thing because I, I have a very hard time wrapping my head around what an elemental even is so um i think the term elemental can be used in a lot of different ways um i think that some uh some older pagan traditions would consider an elemental to be a spirit that's been around since before humans mm -hmm. um I tend to look at an elemental as more of an energy that has been mm -hmm. here since before humans, but will sort of take the shape that is representative of the emotion that's feeding it. Um, so I think a lot of like, uh, I think you talked about before the uh, the pale crawlers. Oh, they're so um, scary. They really are. They're um, so scary. Uh, you can even go into things like um, the tall man with the hat. Um, mm -hmm. Like a more recent representation of that would be uh, Slenderman, um, or if you're a kid from the '80s, uh, the Grundle from the old Ghostbusters cartoon. Grundle. Oh God. Um, oh God, the flashbacks. So the Grundle's you, horrifying. Right. Oh God. <laughs> right, but if you think about the yeah. way uh, he's physically described and what he does, you know, he lures kids to doing bad things until eventually 
their soul is sort of eaten away and they become another one of him. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with Slenderman, the same thing with this, you know, um, we're way off topic of the of the Nightcrawlers, but that's sort of what I feel like an elemental is, is this, this underlying energy that has a certain amount of sentience to it that sort of gathers the, the emotional energy around it and takes a shape that sort of represents that. So if the Nightcrawlers are elementals, do you think they were gathering maybe like a childlike energy, something kind of innocent, and that's why they looked like kind of goofy in that video? It could have been, but it's funny because the first, so the first time I saw the video, the original video, mm-hmm. um, I had just got done watching uh, Dogtown Z-Boys, an old school skater movie, like skateboards, the original okay. gang out there. <laughs> And so when I saw them walking, I'm like, that looks like a total stereotypical West Coast skater slacker walk. Like if there was a torso, it would be kind of hanging back a little bit. And the legs would be leading the walk. Like that's what it looked like to me. Um, and I don't know, maybe Fresno is that kind of area. I don't, I haven't really been to Fresno very often, but um, I don't know. I think that it definitely has um, a positive energy to it. I think that it is, um, I don't think that it really interacts. I think that it just kind of is. Yeah, they don't interact with people. And I think like when you look at them, I never feel like scared when I look at them. Their pictures always make me feel super happy versus like if I look at a picture of a Wendigo, I feel like unsettled and freaked out. If I look at like black eyed kids or pale crawlers, I get freaked out, but I never get that vibe from any or from watching the video of the night crawlers or anything with them. So I think you're right that they have a positive thing. thing. I think that it just comes down to color. I mean, if the Fresno Nightcrawlers were the exact same shape, walked the exact same way, but they were black in color or brown, would you feel the same way? Brown, I would think of them kind of like Ents from Lord of the Rings. So like my personal feeling for them would be such happiness. So I don't know. I think if they were black and they blended in more to the background and they looked like they were kind of ominous, that would be a little different. Yeah. See, to me, if they were black, they sort of remind me of the um, the spirits, the shadow spirits from the end of the movie Ghost, Patrick Swayze classic. God. Yeah, they uh, come out and drag the guy. Yeah. Right? Oh, those things are Right. Terrifying. Sort of oh formless until they grab him, you know? Ugh, um, like that. But no, I think you're absolutely right. They, they have a very happy vibe to them, a very laid back vibe, which again brings me to possible surfer elementals. Yeah. Are they included in your book? But uh, yeah, so I think, um, okay, so the Fresno Nightcrawler is not yet a character in my book. Okay. But I had a very long conversation with my four-year-old Lucy. Um, I started writing these books before she was born. So the only human character in it is based on my older daughter, Abigail. but we had a long conversation about it today and she says that she wants to be in the books but she doesn't want to be a person she wants to be a night crawler so oh um later on down the line yeah that's yeah so I'm, I'm not cute. kidding these are my kids favorites that's so cute so later on down the line there will be a little fresno night crawler child named lucy based oh. on my daughter i'm so excited to see that that's such a cool I'm, thing you're doing for them yeah. I'm, I'm imagining like big puppy dog eyes on that thing of course it has to <laughs> yeah yeah 
but uh, you know, very, very looking forward to getting her into that and um, very, uh, very happy with, I mean, it's been over 10 years that I've been working on these books. Um, I started writing them when I was working as a manager in a train yard. So wow. kind of a weird, <laughs> weird two sides to that coin, you know, working in a train yard where I'm managing you know, more than 50% are violent ex-cons in a union environment. And here I am in my office, you know, on my phone, writing down story ideas. Oh yeah, and then Abby meets this, you know, cute little moth girl with a bow in her hair and yeah, so. Oh my gosh, the moth was, girl drawing is so cute. The one that you posted on Instagram is so cute. Yeah, she's she's been through a very big evolution of, of appearance. You know, she started off as kind of a, a Furby thing Mm -hmm. uh, which was my idea and then I decided that they should be more based on real animals and I got this idea in my head I know a lot of of cryptozoology people out there aren't huge fans of well they can't all be dinosaurs not every cryptid is a dinosaur mm -hmm. but I started leaning her more towards you know well, what if she's um what if she's a, a type of pterosaur you know and she she grows up and becomes bigger but that was a baby uh and when I got this new illustrator, um, uh, underscore MK Sherman, oh, it's okay for me to throw that out there. Um, I just kind of let it go. I'm like, this is what I have so far. What do you think the characters look like? And I absolutely love what she came up with. It's great. Like, it's really, really cute. I'm really excited to see how the whole book comes out. I think there's like such a moment for cryptids children's books right now because all of us that yeah. grew up with all this weird stuff are parents and I know that like Mothman Learns the ABCs was huge. We got a copy right away. So I'm sure that oh, like yeah, that was as great. more of that comes out, like I would love to have a whole library of cryptid children's books. Like that's just so cute. Um so is it gonna be like a series? Like it's gonna have like a story that follows through each book or is it going to be like one lesson per book or so the the plan is to have it be a series but less of a an overarching storyline that goes from story to story and more of like little critters or berenstein bears where it's the same group it's the same like you're familiar with all of them and you get to know a little bit more about each one as the books go but every book is sort of um you know, it's dependent on itself. It doesn't really play in an overarching storyline. Uh, but yeah, there's lessons every book. Um, the first one is actually titled There's No Such Thing as Monsters. And it's a pretty clear cut. Um, as my, my oldest daughter is what inspired that story. Um, it's pretty clear cut. You know, she, Abby, the human, runs into the Sasquatch. Um, and there's a really cute exchange there where she freaks out and calls her a monster and many the sasquatch starts to cry because you know, she's getting bullied essentially um and they learn to find out what they have in common together they find out that they both love the same boy band and um <laughs> That's so and cute. Uh, oh yeah it's it's my I, I am the essentially the only male in the house the mm -hmm. others are dogs and so a lot of my storylines are very influenced by the women around me, including my daughters. So there's a lot of that in the stories. Um, so yeah, every every book will have a different lesson. I'm looking forward to this one. Uh, hopefully if it's successful, I'm very much looking forward to a story surrounding Tony, the Chupacabra, it's my view of mine. 
who's autistic. Uh, he actually is on the high functioning spectrum. And so is the Chupacabra. Um, but because of his autism, he also can't handle, I don't know if you're familiar with um, you know, like Asperger's or high mm-hmm. functioning autistics. Mm-hmm. So he can't handle certain textures. So because of that, he can't handle the texture of meat. So he's a vegetarian Chupacabra. Oh, I love that. Right? That's wonderful. Um, right. So the second book is all about the other creature kids teaching Abby how to be a friend with Tony because she's not used to that type of interaction. You know, there's a moment where he raises his voice because, you know, he has a little bit of an outburst and mm-hmm. and um, they, they teach her, you know, well, this is how you work with him this is how you play with him this is how you know this is how you gain his trust and so it's it's a really sweet book and and um i have a lot that are very near and dear to my heart a lot are for causes um i plan on if that one comes out uh having a portion of the profits go to uh, an autism uh, charity um i have one with same sex lichen parents like dogman parents oh my gosh um, right and so proceeds that. of that one will go to um to um, a charity for uh, same-sex adoption things like that so and not every story has a charity that that it will back up but uh, a good amount of them do and i'm really hoping that i get to see the series through i hope so too i hope you get to do like a, a little tour and hit all the cryptid hot spots I mean, I know like oh. we're all on the East Coast, kind of down toward Appalachia. So we'd have yeah, to start at like the Pine Barrens and keep going down, I think. Oh, the Jersey Devil. I am such a fan of the Jersey Devil. I, I don't know if you've uh, seen the artwork for him in the story. Mm, um, I don't know. I think okay, I've probably well, seen it and it's just not in my brain right now because I always look at your stuff. Yeah. Uh, so every, um, was it every Tuesday, I'll be posting uh, for Transformation Tuesday the evolution of each character as I came up with them and as different artists have had their way with them. Uh, But his name is Dominic after my favorite Christmas song, Dominic the Christmas Donkey. (laughs) And um, he just turned 10 and he has that, you know, Jersey Shore pompadour hairstyle and he has that kind of swagger and chip on his shoulder. Oh my God, yes. Uh, but he's also the only one like he's not from a species of cryptid so he has kind of that emo i feel so alone sometimes kind of vibe to him um but yeah i'm very excited for him too he's, he's a very cool cryptid and I've, I've always been a fan of the jersey devil i'm a big fan i love making him emo because the whole thing where you know his mother didn't really want him and he was kind of cast out of the family and out of the the community and stuff it's like of course he would be like kind of bummed out and feeling down on himself and him as the jersey right. shore with that's just that's so beautiful i'm so excited to see that <laughs> so where are you located are you on the west coast is that why we had such I'm a on time the west issue coast. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm southern california um i'm actually probably about a three-hour drive from fresno um but uh we are i'm actually right outside of riverside so if you're familiar with the Riverside It or the Riverside um, Reptile. Uh, that was a, a cryptid from, oh, it's a cryptid from, I think the 50s. Oh shit, I'm uh, where this. Okay, tell me about the somebody, Riverside Reptile. Okay, so um, I tend to shy away from reptilian cryptids because they have kind of a, 
uh, once you get into it, they, they it's anti-Semitic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it gets yeah, anti-Semitic you know. really fast. Yeah, it gets very, very fast. Yeah. And now, of course, it gets tied into some other stuff that I'm not even going to bother wasting yeah. breath you know, the, the Pizzagate, all that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All, the whole... Yeah, it's a, it's a right? yeah. very fascinating rabbit hole to go down. And I remember I was into the Pizzagate thing just because it was so funny to me forever ago when it first started on Reddit. And I would just follow it because I was like, these people are freaking nuts and it got so out of control so yeah that whole thing illuminati reptilian all that stuff just it's like you're three paragraphs away from blaming everything on the jewish people so it's never a good place to go like i don't think we'll cover a whole lot of that type of stuff on any podcast just because it's an icky topic it never ends well so and it's it's a shame too because i feel like as a writer, I feel like it's one of those things that had so much potential, but you just, you based it on stuff that you can't go anywhere with. Yep. Um, and how people think that we're weird for talking about the Nightcrawler and the Jersey Devil. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Riverside uh, Reptile was, um, a fellow was driving home uh, late night. It was, I want to say the mid 1950s. Mm -hmm. And he was crossing a bridge that goes over one of the rivers there, obviously in Riverside. Mm -hmm. And he suddenly had to stop because he caught in his in his headlights this seven foot tall reptilian male looking creature. And this is where the story kind of goes in two different directions. One is that he quickly, you know, reversed, went around it, went away. And then he saw it in his rearview mirror go over the side of the bridge into the water. Another version of the story is that he started taking shots at it with a gun that he had in the car and that he hit it and the thing started attacking his car and there were scratches on the car and there's even a police report that has photos of the scratches on his car. Oh my God. Of course, I've never seen any of this stuff, um, but it makes for a much more interesting like Doc Connors, the lizard from Spider-Man vibe. Yeah, that's exactly um, what I'm picturing right be much yeah and he had a lab coat on it was weird um <laughs> but yeah so that's that's right in uh in my you know one 30 minute drive from my house is where that story supposedly happened so are the night crawlers and the riverside reptile are they like celebrated out there is there any little i don't know like marking or anything like that or little stores or I, stuff about them or i anything? wish there was I absolutely wish there was, but for some reason, uh, Southern California, they are down with uh, circus freak culture. Mm -hmm. uh, they are down with um, knowing about Sasquatch, but outside of that, there's not a whole lot. Um, there's a very large uh, ghost huntery kind of society out here, but when it comes to cryptozoology or anything like that, there's there's slim pickings that's a bummer yeah i feel like fresno nightcrawlers have become like as far as imagery of cryptids they're up there you know like for right. me it's like mothman braxy nightcrawlers like those are like the ones that you and nessie like you immediately think of those ones so you would think somebody right. would want to cash in and like start a little like what i'm doing you know a little museum about them not like i'm making any money off it but out there you could sell like stuff i don't know i feel like it sells really well i i guess maybe real estate's really expensive in california so it's probably not a you know, feasible thing 
maybe if they ever make a movie based on it you know I, I really don't think mothman got the credit that he was due until richard Gere decided to get in that movie yeah. um but uh, i think i think there's a lot of cryptids that are just sort of waiting for their story to be told the right way to hook a larger audience yeah i can see that i just don't even know how you would tell that story because they're not that's the hardest thing is nothing really scary happens so it's nope. not like you can have nope. this protagonist who's in fear for their safety from walking pants it's like it would almost have to be like a close encounters of the third kind kind of just weird i don't know yeah. vibes yeah i mean you know you have it's seriously it's walking pants and that's that's the whole thing i mean you could try to do something ghosty you know if you want to do the the um the the spirit vibe with it that's fine but mm -hmm. yeah i don't know that'd be a difficult one i think you'd have to go the cutesy route maybe some nickelodeon cartoon or something i mean they could do you could do them in like a miyazaki style you know they have that vibe like all those kind of japanese films like like the one with no face and, and Totoro and all that style. Like I could see the Nightcrawlers in that world. And I would absolutely love to see that. Oh my God, it'd be so good. Like they're the only cryptid I can really imagine playing out perfectly in that kind of thing. Cause that setting is so weird. And like the animation style is kind of dreamy and surreal. Yeah. But I don't I know. I feel like it would be very easy to find somebody on Instagram to do some artwork of the Nightcrawlers in that style. Oh, I would love that. They just, uh, I don't know if they took off in Japan the way that, like, obviously I'm wearing my Braxy shirt. I feel like Braxy took off big time in Japan. There's like a huge Braxy thing over there. And have you been, have you ever been to the Flatwoods Monster Museum? Yeah, I I think a lot of that has to do with the way he's built. Yeah, very uh, no, robotic. Have they have a lot of stuff. I, I was really shocked at how much Japanese stuff was in there. I was like, I, I can't believe it. But of course that makes sense, you know, like, it really fits in with the whole vibe of that culture. Oh, I hope you get, to, so you haven't done Flatwoods. Yeah, he looks like something that could fight Ultraman. Oh, I would love to watch that. You have to come, that's what your world tour has gotta be. You've gotta do Flatwoods and uh, Mothman Museum. Oh, I I, I hope so. That's, that's uh, definitely on my bucket list. Um, I want to visit the museums. I wanna do some book readings for some kids. Um, <laughs> my daughter is very excited because I told her that I was getting uh, life-size cardboard standees of <sighs> the Moth Girl and a Sasquatch. So cute. And she said, are you going to have one of me? I said, no, I'm just going to get you the shirt that you wear in the books and you're going to be her. Oh, <laughs> so she's like, cute. I'm going to be in a meet and greet. <laughs> that is so cute. Yeah. Oh, how, she's so she's nine now? That. No, she is seven. She's seven. Okay, so she she's is, still yeah. young enough to be super into this and find it super magical for quite a few more years. And that's a really, really special thing. Look, if she doesn't still find this magical when she's my age, then I failed as a parent. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> this is very true. I get it. It's we, kind of We're the kind though. of household that believes in Santa Claus and the Fresno Nightcrawler. That's, that's what we do. <laughs> Oh, I would love a Christmas card of Santa Claus with the Fresno Nightcrawler next to him and his sleigh. That would be so cute. I would absolutely buy that. I hope to see a lot of uh, cryptid Christmas cards this year. 
I feel like we're having a big moment and CryptidCon is in November, so people are gonna be Christmas shopping. So like, that's what I'm really, like I want to buy all sorts of cryptid Christmas junk. So oh, yeah. hopefully that's yeah. what it ends up well, being. Well, I, I feel like, I feel like with movies like, you know, when Krampus came out or um, uh, what is it? The, the Guardians, did you ever see The Rise of the Guardians? Oh, that's so good, yes, I loved it. That's one of my favorite Santas. That's my second mm -hmm. favorite Santa. And when, you know, he has the Yetis working for him. And so I'm like, yes, you're, yes, blend my favorite worlds. That's yes, exactly please. what I want. <laughs> and nobody talks about the fact that the Easter Bunny is a cryptid. He is a cryptid. Right. I don't think and he so gets many people, like that enough. Not at all. I'm like, that's a cryptid. I don't care what you call it. It's a six foot rabbit. That's a cryptid. <laughs> Maybe someone needs to do like a deep dive into Easter Bunny sightings. Cause I don't think I've ever like seen a report of that or anything. Like the way other cryptids are no. sighted. I think that would be really well done. I think that could that could definitely happen in sort of a um, M. Night Shyamalan signs style. Oh God, that movie's so scary. I'm still like, I know it's, it's not really, but I saw that when I was like 16 and I was first driving and I would like be driving home at night and I was so terrified of those aliens that it still sticks with me. And now we're out in the country and I drive through like, you know, country with all these cornfields and I'm just like, I am not looking. Like, I don't want to see it. I'm so scared. Oh my God. And I watched it with my 12 year old and I was like, this is the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, you're going to be so freaked out. And he was like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> like he was like laughing. So it was so bad. And Mel Gibson is oh, just man. like such a like not a believable anything. So we were like, okay, well maybe it was just scary to me. I accept that. That's fine. But I still no, maintain you know, that it, it's a terrifying. Certain things movie. hit you at the right moment in your life. You know, yes. it just happened to hit you at the right moment where it was the scariest movie you've ever seen. What do you think is the scariest scripted? Okay, so if we if we strip away the spiritual aspects of the cryptids, mm -hmm. um, I would have to say, honestly, anything in the water. Uh, I am terrified of the ocean. I, which sucks. I'm you Southern California. <laughs> I know, and my my wife and kids love to go. They're going to go whale watching this summer while Daddy's on the shore. Um, but I always have like these moments where I'll sit on the beach and I'll look out and suddenly in my mind, I see something coming up over the horizon that is not a boat and I it, I can't shake it. So anything that resides in the ocean, uh, you know, Megalodon, uh, Kraken, any of that, it's, that is what's terrifying to me. I think it's because it represents like something gigantic and unknown. Yeah, and like that thought of like you're swimming and there's something right underneath you, like a giant, monster like that poster of jaws kind oh, of yeah. thing it's really terrifying i can go in the ocean for a oh, little yeah. while oh, when i was like younger i didn't have it. problems in the pool yeah oh i still have problems mm -hmm. in the pool because that's where like the really crazy thing like the dimension's gonna open and a creature's gonna come through and pull you down and that's it no one will ever find you so you're going to another m night Shyamalan movie the lady <laughs> in the water yeah. <laughs> god i'm so mad at that movie it's fine. It had a lot I have, of potential. It had a lot of potential, and I am like Paul Giamatti's number one fan. And I was like, yes. "What the fuck is this? What the fuck is Paul this?" Like, I was so mad. That's fine. It, I I 
fell in love with his work when he was in duets mm-hmm. and and i got to see him as john adams and i'm like this he's, guy can do no wrong he's wonderful in everything except that that was trash yeah it's okay Everybody i forgive him I, i'll cast him in my snallygaster movie should i ever make it Ooh! oh no i like that i like that <laughs> we're i feel I'm like they're like be... writing a play but i don't think i have a role for paul giamatti at all so. well you're gonna have to write one you're gonna yeah. have to write well, so because you know he'll be a part of that i guess he could play older roosevelt i guess i could i can accept him in that role but it focuses more on young roosevelt so he'll just have like a little bit part and he'll have to I drive to like... frederick maryland so i feel like if you if you stretch this out a little bit you can pitch this as a sci-fi tv movie oh. you know they can would I love that? <laughs> right? And then they could do the sequel, Snallagaster versus Jersey Devil. Because they do beef. Because they do. Right? They're like, they're right at the same time period yes. and right in each other's hood. They I would s- have some epic rap battles. They would, but Snallagaster would whoop that ass. There's just no winning. You can't beat Look, a giant dragon. He's, he's a dragon obviously eating a squid i think there's a misunderstanding i don't think that's a part of him i think he just happened to be eating a squid when somebody (laughs) saw him (laughs) i i've really thought about that and i just don't know where he got the squid or the octopus i don't doubt for a second that you have just because it's not like a common creature that you'd be able to just scoop out of the water so i don't know if he was just messing with people or maybe it's like a weird tongue it's, thing. It's a little like Cthulhu-y, mm-hmm. like how he has his. I mean, maybe it's something like that. Maybe they're maybe they're more like feelers, you know. Maybe he's actually blind. Oh, that would be just so sad. It could be that could be why he fell into the big vat of moonshine because he couldn't see where he was going. There you go. Oh, poor Snallygaster. He's got it hard. He's got a rough life. People write some mean things about yeah. him. He's always I, the bad guy. I'm sure he's under a bridge somewhere with a little cardboard sign. You know, we'll terrorize for food. Oh, uh, someone posted on Facebook the day of my event. They were like, oh, Snallygaster and Dwayo are living together in a townhome in Middletown, Maryland. Like, just out of <laughs> nowhere. And I was like, so they're boyfriends? Like, I'm so excited for them. I love that That's for cool. them. Because they oh, were more enemies. Oh, I love the fact... <laughs> I love the fact that cryptids have taken on this whole new like LGBT community vibe. Oh, I love I mean, it too. I, oh man, it is so cool. I think my favorite one was Mothman is real and he's my boyfriend. Yes. I love that. They're so good. I can't believe it took this long to be so integrated into the LGBT community given what that Mothman statue looks like. Because that thing is ripped. <laughs> It is. It. Like, I am convinced no that it was based on. Like I'm convinced <laughs> it was based on early '90s Jean Claude Van Damme's body. Oh yeah, I could see that. He like, probably like posed blood for sport, it. Like Bloodsport, <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme with wings and a beak. That's that's what that is. I think that's exactly what it is. Ugh. I would like it if someone made some Fresno Nightcrawler statues. That's all they have to do. Just put a couple thing. of those bad boys up. People would go take yeah. pictures of it, like with it, they would put beans around it, like they did at the Mothman statue. <laughs> I don't know, maybe not beans. We'd have to figure out some sort of a, a 
avocados. Avocados. Yep. <laughs> Something like that. Oh yep. man, that would be so cool. So yeah, I I wonder why there haven't been yeah, more Nightcrawler sightings. I'm sure if I look, there's probably a GoFundMe somewhere for that. I hope so. Oh shoot, hold on, internet's unstable. One second. I always get ghost interference in the chair. <laughs> Are we all a little unstable? Whoa. Oh my gosh. Um, as long so, as it's not ghost flash of lens. If there's a ghost fart was, on this podcast. I know. At 15 minutes, 59 seconds of this week's Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls, Kenzie starts fixing her microphone. And that's one noise. But literally immediately after that, there is a fart. Like an airy fart. And I've Wait, been... there's a... In the latest episode? <laughs> yes. Hold on. I'm going to play for you. <laughs> you now have two? Oh, I, this is getting crazy. Zach Baggins still hasn't gotten back to me. I, I messaged Zach him a Baggins, lot. I, uh, so I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. And I came to the sad realization that if Peter Venkman was real, he would be Zach Baggins. Oh, no, he would. He'd be yelling at him and everything. That's upsetting. Mm-hmm. All right. And he'd be <laughs> so, making as much money off of it as possible. Yeah. And he'd have a, oh, whatever. You know what? <laughs> Zach Baggins, I... I'm just trash talking everybody lately, and I'm just gonna add him on there. We're just gonna add him on the list. We're trash talking you. It's okay. Stop yelling um, at yeah. the ghosts and being mean. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna Seriously. have you uh, tell us all your social medias before we go, and then I'm gonna play the ghost fart for you when we stop recording. <laughs> so, how can we find you on social okay. media? <laughs> uh, well, it's very simple. I have one Instagram, and it is simply at Creature Kids Books, all one word, no underscores, no dots no frills awesome creature kids books okay at creature kids books and when can we expect your book to be out uh so the timetable is we look to have it out sometime by christmas so with any luck um barring any extreme issues we should have the creature kids first book there's no such thing as monsters under the tree oh that's so awesome i'll definitely be buying a copy for the baby He's going to love it. Oh, thank you. All right. Thank you so we much for coming up. on and geeking out with oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> this this has been awesome. It's it's so much fun to talk to somebody about this stuff without getting that. This guy's this guy's clinically insane look. So that's nice. I know. I get it all the time. Don't even worry. Okay. I'm going to stop the recording so I can play <laughs> this part for you. <laughs> okay, Sounds great. <laughs>